Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally live. Uh, we're gonna get Jamie a clock for Christmas so we can we can get no, to these streams on time. He has got a busy life to be fair to the kid, but um <laughs> yeah, we have two uh dropouts, so at least JB Jamie was able to come here, yeah. so I appreciate it, mate. Shiggs is um he's still working, bless him. So if you're watching, mate, I hope everything's good and Elliot also had to drop out, probably because he didn't want to say Forest were going down. So um, <laughs> if they do, you've got to hold that, I'm afraid, mate. But um, we are here today to give our predictions of the Premier League 2022-23. It's crazy that we're on that number now. It seems like yesterday it was like 2011-12 season, 2012 It's just mad. And 22-23. But D is in the house. How are we, mate? And if anybody else comes in at any point, leave your comments, leave your input as to what we're saying, if you agree, if you disagree. And um, yeah, we're going to take it turn by turn to go through the positions. We're going to try and get through the like bottom half ones as quick as we can to focus on the, the good stuff at the top of the table. I know people that support like the Fulhams and Bournemouth might not like people saying that, but with all due respect, nobody cares about your club. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> let's get straight into it then, boys. Uh, we will go with... No, if you want to go first, mate, with your bottom three, why you think they're going down, and, yeah, then we'll go Jamie and me. Okay, so should I go for the whole bottom three at once? Yeah, 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 we'll do it, yeah. Okay, so I've got 20th position, finishing bottom Bournemouth. Um, I, they haven't done much notable business at all. I even mm. thought at one point they'd be signing Nat Phillips on a permanent deal, which would have been a great signing. They've not even done that. So I don't see them doing any. I don't. I mean, look, Scott Parker, the manager, 20th. So I don't think they'll do anything at all. Um, and then 90, this one might interest, this might be of, of, of interest to a lot of people because I've gone with Southampton. I just think, again, They've not done much and they were not in a good position last season. I just feel as if they're they're, they're gonna regress. They've they've been they've been kind of at the same point for ages now. They've needed change, they've not done it. They've got one, maybe two good players. And I do think that um, Albanian lad, what's his name? Breuer, he's staying, isn't he? Or has he gone back to Chelsea? No, he's gone. He's back at Chelsea, yeah. So yeah, they they they're basically they, they, they're really not looking good. Um, so 19th position, I think they'll go down. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Will Prowse, good player. That's the only real one that stands out for me in that whole team. They've even lost Fraser Foster, their keeper, who's a good goalkeeper, and they've not really replaced anyone. So mm -hmm. I think that should be maybe more obvious. 18th, they were unbelievably lucky to escape it last season. They've sold Richarlison. <laughs> they replaced him with Dwight Dwight McNeil or whatever his name is because he scored one goal in lockdown against them. That's the only reason they've signed him. If he didn't score that goal, he's championship quality. I don't think Lampard's a good manager. There was a poll recently where he was voted as the worst manager in the Premier League. I find it hard, <laughs> very hard to disagree with that. And I think Fat Frank and his boys will be in the championship next season. Well, season after next. So yeah, that's my bottom three. Jamie, 
Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, 20th, completely agree. I don't think anything has to be said. The um, transfers have been very disappointing. Great point by Noah in that Phillips. So 20th is Bournemouth. Uh, 19th, uh, Noah didn't say didn't say my other two, so this could get interesting. 19th, we play them on Saturday, so hopefully it's their first fashion of the season for uh, of many, and that's Fulham. Uh, again, I'm quite disappointed with their business. And uh, this season, I'm um, a very interesting comment. Did you see that Marco Silver interview with Sky? He said, for, he said, as a team, we're not ready for the Premier League, which it's not what, very confident, four, is it? Four, yeah, four days off <laughs> starting the Premier League is a bit of a crazy thing to say. <laughs> so, I think Fulham 19th and 18th. Now, I don't know why personally, but that's obviously just my opinion. This this seems to be unpopular because I think it's nailed on that they'll struggle. Fair enough if you if you if you have them just surviving. But 18th, I'm going Brentford. I think I think Southampton survive it. I know what Noah was saying about the business, but they spent 50 million uh, and brought in zero. That Gavin Bazunu, the goalkeeper, looks look, looks a good player. Joe Aribo, but I think Southampton will just survive. And same with Everton, unfortunately. So I reckon Brentford second season syndrome lost Ericsson, might lose Tony. I think I think they'll finish 18th. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we've all got a different team in. Uh, I'll give mine in just a second, but Dee's here saying, I'm going to just throw this in the mix before I go to shower quickly, but Leicester will scrap for relegation this year if Madison leaves as well. As Schmeichel, and they don't bring any players in. And we'll definitely get on to Leicester mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Uh, my bottom three, uh, Jamie, my bottom two are exactly the same in that order. Bournemouth, rock bottom. They signed, uh, I think they signed Marcus Tavernier yesterday, who I think... Good in the championship, but we don't know if he's, he's good enough to the oh, I Premier League. I think, yeah, they, they've got him over the line. Uh, yeah, that's the one. And again, with you, there's not much to say really other than this squad is nowhere near Premier League level at all. Every year Bournemouth come up, we say the same thing. Uh, they just kind of seem to trust what they have and it's never enough. So, um, yeah, Scott Parker, I think, is a decent manager, but I'm not sure about him in the Premier League. Fulham... Again, Marcus Silva's not got a great record, has he, when it comes to Premier League uh, football. Made some decent signings. Again, I don't think it's enough. Um, Kevin and Babby's good on FIFA, at least, so maybe he'll be all right for him. Um, yeah, but also one thing we didn't mention is Fabio Carvalho is a huge loss for them. Um, yeah. You saw how important he was last season, the link-up he had with Mitrovic and... You know, I remember that space, Jamie, when all them Fulham fans came on after deadline day laughing at us because we didn't sign him. Well, I hope you're watching this and I'm going to try to find you on Twitter because when you go down, it's going to be the funniest thing. But I'm not going to get in beef with Fulham fans. Um, and then 18th, this might be a surprise because they have strengthened, um, but they've lost two key players to me. And they've got a Yank in charge who isn't like Premier League proven just yet. It's Leeds United. I've gone with Leeds. Um they survived the drop last season by three points and they've lost Phillips and Rafinha. And I can't even begin to explain how big those losses are for Leeds. I know they've signed that Brendan Harrison and Lewis Sin- Sinistera, I think. I'll have to ask Pepe how I pronounce yeah. that one. Yeah, and um, Tyler Adams. But again, you're going to hear this a lot from me in, in the stream. Those players, new to the league, new to the country. Um, Leeds already struggled last season with Phillips and Rafinha. So... Yeah, I've got Leeds 18th, and even if they don't finish 18th, I'm pretty sure they'll struggle this season. So, yeah, uh, just a little bit of a spoiler. Most of the teams, Noah and Jamie said, I have got somewhere around there. So, uh, when it comes to those teams, I won't 
I won't waffle on for too much. But um, yeah, Noah, who do you have just escaping the drop, mate, at 17th? Okay, so I've gone interestingly for Leeds. I think it's going to play out exactly the same as it did last season. They're going to narrow and avoid it um, just because of some of the quality they brought in. Now, as you say, these lot are unproven, but the likes of Tyler Adams from Leipzig, Lewis uh, Sinestra from Feyenoord, uh, they signed that lad, young lad from Bayern Munich for about 12 million. Uh, I think his name's Roker, Roker or okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they've just done here and there some bits of good business. But yeah, as you say, it's a massive loss, but I think they'll somehow do it. I think they'll they'll escape it um, just about. Um, and yeah, but yeah, Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, without them, they're going to be a far depleted team. But I just think somehow they're going to do it. I just don't know why. I think it's that crowd, that atmosphere at Ellen Rose. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and then in 16th place, I've actually got Fulham. Um, and I, I, you know what? The reason there's two reasons why I think this is they're going to stay up in 16th place, which will could be a good season for them. The goalkeeper, Burnt Leno, I think experienced goalkeeper, Premier League. I don't know if I'd say Premier League proven, he was good at times in the Premier League. Um, but just a good a good goalkeeper is played at top top level. And also, um, I just think this season, Mitrovic, I know he struggles in the Premier League. He's incredible in the championship. I just think he's gonna he's gonna have a good season. And I think when he gets in rhythm scoring goals, he's he's a good finisher, he's a good goal scorer. So I think mm. those goals are gonna be be enough to take Fulham to just to, to keep Fulham up, basically. Um uh, but yeah, and then in fifteenth place, um, obviously Elliot's not with us, um, but I have <laughs> gone for Nottingham Forest, which I think he'd be happy about in fifteenth place. Um, of I just think they've made a lot of um, statement signings. They they find obviously Jesse Lingard is a notable weird transfer. That is one of the weirdest. Tra- He's had the opportunity, probably. I mean, we presume to go to West Ham, where he had a brilliant season in a great team with a manager he's played under now twice. But maybe it was a money thing or whatever, and he's gone to um, a Nottingham Forest, which is a very interesting move. Um, but yeah, I think they've done some good, some good business. Um, so they've got in obviously Nico Williams from us, mm. um, Jesse Lingard. Um, couple of other interesting sightings so i don't know if you boys are aware of, of omar richards from Bayern, the mm. left back so they've got him in i'm not sure if it's on low no actually i think it's a permanent deal. no yeah they signed De- him yeah dean henderson from united um taiwo and and An- An- oh, i love him that's my boy who who i thought had a bit of potential for us but obviously we sold yeah. to union berlin what you know permit, they've done Jet um or actually yeah. Jed Spencer Jed Spencer's gone to Spurs. That is one thing they they he'll they'll miss him. But apart from that, they've made a few quality signings. I think I think they'll finish fifteenth. Cool. Um, Jamie, do you want to do your next up to fifteenth? Yeah, fifteen. So in seventeenth, uh, th- th- this one is a re- really difficult tie between seventeenth and sixteenth for me. 17th, I'm going to go Southampton. Um, I think they've strengthened just to survive the drop, 
But I think mm. they'll be really tight fighting. I think just like this season, I think there'll be two teams down there fighting and my sixth, 16th place is Everton. I hope to be proven wrong in a good way for us <laughs> and that they go down. But I don't know. There's something about that that, that Goodison spirit. Although their atmosphere is shite, they, I, they, just some, they, they, have, they have something where you just feel like they can't go down and it's dead annoying. So I hope I'm wrong, but 17th, Southampton 16th Everton for me and 15th I'm going to agree perfectly with Noah and that's going to be Nottingham Forest I think the business that they've done is great I wouldn't be surprised if they finish higher um, but I think 15th at least is probably a fair shout the fans are really good uh, getting back into the Prem I think they'll they'll be a 12th man for them as well that season so that's mm-hmm. that's going to be huge so 15th but I might be being a little bit harsh on Nottingham Forest well, if you're being harsh and not in Forest, I don't know what I am because I've put Forest to just narrowly miss out at 17th. Um, I feel like they've made some great signings, but they've made a lot of signings. And you've now got to get all of these players to gel. These are the main signings. Tyro Wanyi, Nico Williams, Oro Mangala, Musani Akate, Julian Biancone, probably butchered that, Omar Richards, Harry Tafalo, Lewis O'Brien, Jesse Lingard, Dean Henderson, plus more, but they're like the main ones. And of course, like it's got its pros and cons. On the good side, you could say they've had some really good players there. The the downside is because the seasons come around so quick, they've got to gel instantly, or they could they've be in a bit of trouble. Pre- a lot of those players weren't in pre-season as well. Exactly. You yeah. Sign them. Um, so so it's it's like a, a new a new team basically for them. Yeah, it's like literally three three or four of those players are going to be in the starting lineup. So it's going to be, well, yeah. The, the only thing is, like, I could actually see them in a scrap. But I, when they signed Lingard, I, I said to Elliot at the time, I think that signing's probably kept you up. Because what I mean by that is, obviously, one player is just one signing. But if he can get that form that he had at West Ham, then, you know, that could almost win you eight or nine to ten points on his own. So... I feel like that was a huge sign and a huge statement. And also Steve Cooper, who, you know, is former Liverpool um, last season. You know, we got to see how good he is and, you know, the, the fans love him, the players love him and we'll see how he gets on in the Prem. Um, 16th, I've gone Southampton. Um, I could see them finishing lower, to be honest, but I think, again, similar to Forrest, I think Ralph Hassan, who will, despite him getting battered 8-0 every season, I actually like him and, and kind of rate him as a manager. Um, I think that Joe Rebo signing was a very, very good one. But yeah. last season they won nine games. Um, which you know just makes you think like, have they done enough there to improve on last season? They've got a bang average squad, and to be fair, they got away with it last season because if it, there were so many teams that were just absolutely abysmal below them, so they kind of got a free run to finish in um you know in a safe position, but I definitely think they'll they could get dragged into a, a relegation battle for sure. Um and then 15th, I've gone with everyone's favourite club to get in a relegation battle, Everton. Um I just think it's absolutely insane how you can lose Richarlison and replace him with a guy that scores one goal. Like for me, that's just absolutely shambolic. And also we found out today that Calvert Lewin's out for a month. So mm-hmm. I think that's a lot better than what it was reported to be. A lot of people were saying it would be three months. If it was three months, I'd literally put them to go down because you know, that's just insane. They're going to go into the season with Rondon up front and McNeil and uh, Gordon and or Damari Gray. And it's just, it's just shocking. They did sign Tarkovsky, who 
I think he does improve their defence, to be honest. But, you know, they don't have a focal point up front. They've lost Richarlison. And I know we all hate him, but at the end of the day, his goals pretty much kept them up last season. And without that, I don't know, Chief. I, I, I don't think Rondon's going to have that same effect. And also, I hate Tory Frank. I, I despise that man. So, you know, I would love, like Jamie said, if they went down, it would be the best thing ever because that man is someone that really, really annoys me. Um, so, yeah. Frank Latore, I hope he goes down. Um, yeah, so that's mine. Uh, you know what's amazing about that, though, Ben? Go on. We, we hate him, and he's an awful manager, but they absolutely love him. And I think that yeah. is brilliant because they're backing a shit manager. So <laughs> they can keep backing him, and he'll stay in because the, the, the chairman does with the manager whatever the fans think. So I think it says that they love him. <laughs> Yeah, he's spot on. And just a quick one before Noah goes. Uh, yo, Ben, Jamie, and Noah, the three goats. Harry, my brother, I hope you're good. Uh, we'll just do it position by position now then, Noah, just if we can like get through these uh, 14th to 10th place really quick and then we'll focus on the top 10. So, Noah, who do you have in 14th, my friend? Okay, so I've put Brentford in 14th. Um, I just think... Even though they've lost Ericsson, I think they'll keep Tony. And I just think that um, Thomas Frank, whatever players he works with, all these players they have that no one had ever heard before, he just creates mm. a great system with what he's got. I just think they've made, they've made a few good signings. Ben Mee coming in, uh, Lewis Potter from Hull, um, and a couple of signings from Europe. Nothing really that significant. I just think they'll still have a good season. I just think he works with what he got. He's got. It'll be Tony's second season in the Premier League. I think he'll score more goals, and I think they'll come fourteen. And then thirteen, cool. I've gone for Brighton. Um, look, well, it's just been announced that Cucurella's basically going to Chelsea, mm. um, which is going to be a loss for them. And I don't think they've really done any business at all. <laughs> So, yeah, they've, they've basically done no business. They've got a few players that will be that are really not that great, like uh, and CISO from Libertad's just random little signings with players that could be good, but they're not like known names or players that have had particularly good seasons. So, I think um, 13th would probably be a good place. I think they've still got quality in their squads, and I think they've still got. Um, uh, Potter, who's a great manager, so I think mm. I think considering the squad they've got, fourteenth would actually thirteenth uh, would actually be a really good outcome for for Brighton. Yep. Um, then twelfth, uh, I've gone Crystal Palace. Um, so I think I think losing Gallagher will be a big blow to them because I think they were on a real upward cycle where it just felt like they were getting better and better every week with um, yeah. Vieira, um, but they've not really done much business. Um, that's interesting. So they've got they've got a centre back from Bayern called Chris Richards, and I think it was Fulham or one of the other teams got Omar Richards. Um, and they've also got Sam, jo Sam Johnston. Yeah, Sam Johnston from West Brom, good goalkeeper. Probably won't start, but. That's a good signing. But yeah, no, again, no real significant business from Palace and they're losing Gallagher. So 
12th, I'd say, again, like Brighton, I think that'll probably be a good season, but I still think they'll have a good season. Um, yep. Kind of purely just on the manager. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, Jamie, your next three? Yeah. Um, so, let's have a look. Right, yeah. What, we're 14th now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 14th. I'm literally the same point as Noah, but with a different team, and that's Brighton. I think Noah made a great point that the squad is is extremely thin. They've lost two of their best players. Well, their best two players in Basuma and Cucurella. They haven't yeah. seemed to replace them, but they've signed a couple of good strikers. That Undav's come back on loan, being the top scorer in the Belgium league. I know it's the Belgium league, but he's, he's putting the ball in the back of the net. And they've signed another player who I've not heard of, but 12 million, maybe that, that that's exciting for them. But the, the point is that they've got a great manager. I think Graham Potter really organised. We know how tough it is to beat Brighton. Obviously, mm. that 2-2 at Anfield. Um, and I think that uh, it's the same point with, with, with as Noah. Noah said for Brentford, Thomas Frank, but I think Graham Potter is, is a little level above at the minute. So I think Brighton, 14th. 13th, uh, I'm going to go with Leeds. And this is the, the one I wanted to talk about because I know you guys, I put them low and it's fair enough. But I just think we're, you're, you're overlooking the Phillips and the Rafinha. Don't get me wrong. They're the two best players. But when they're going got tough, Rafinha in his last 15 games scored two goals he and didn't set turn one up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he didn't turn up. And Calvin Calvin Phillips lost Injured 23, missed, yeah, missed 23 games last season. So if you think about it that way, towards the end of the season where they still survived when Jesse March came in, they were missing anyway, re- realistically. Rafinha was a mm. bad egg. He, he lost his head a couple of times against Arsenal and and Phillips wasn't there at, at all. So they were missing there anyway. And I think the signings that they've brought in are really exciting. Two players that Jesse March knows really well in the two lads from Salzburg. Sinestre, I, I've had a couple looks at him and I know they're only comps, but he's quick and he's skillful. He looks like a, a, a B-Tech Luis Diaz, but in a complimentary <laughs> way. Um he looks really good. So I, th- I think Leeds could surprise us, but I, I get I get the point that you're making as well. Um, and then are we going to twelfth? Yeah, you talk as well. Twelfth. Someone made the, the point in the chat at the moment, and I know the transfer window still got twenty eight more days, but I'm going to put Leicester in twelfth, and that's just because they've lost key players. They've lost Madison. They've lost Marshall today. Well, no, sorry, they might lose Madison. They've lost Marshall today. Vardy's only getting older and getting more injury prone. They're, they're reliant heavily on him. So I think they could slip into 12th. I think Brendan Rodgers could be one of the first managers to be sacked. I think he's on, on a tightrope with the fans anyway. Um, so I think Leicester could just drop into 12th there. I think someone mentioned it in the chat and it's a great point. Yeah, Unless they yeah. replace them, I think they, I think they could struggle. Facts. Listen, two of those three, Jamie. Exactly the same as me, and people are going to think <laughs> we sat down and did these together. No, this is no the idea. first time that um, we're all hearing each other's predictions. But yeah, Brighton were my 14th, um, not done enough, and Basuma is such a huge loss. I think he's a top top player, and um, definitely one. I know he had a, a dodgy thing going on in, in his personal life, so maybe that's why some of the other big teams didn't really challenge. But um, look, in terms of the player and his ability, it's there. And what a signing that is for Spurs. You know, he's kind of like Genie Wijnaldum in a sense, but I, I think he's much more technical and not not technical because I think Genie was a technical player, but 
more advanced and, you know, he can do more things going forward than that. So I, I think it's a great signing for Spurs and definitely a huge loss for Brighton, as is Cucurella. Um, Jamie alluded to it, that 2 all game that I was at. I saw how good Cucurella was right in front of my eyes and uh, he's a hell of a player and he's gone to Chelsea now, it seems, after uh, not going to Man City. So City are, are struggling to get in a fullback right now, which is good. But um, yeah, he's a great signer for Chelsea and a big, big loss for Brighton. Uh, but like Jamie perfectly put, Graham Potter is, is underrated in my opinion. Um, I think he's a terrific manager. What he's done with that average team is just so impressive for me. I think any other normal English manager would probably have them relegated after a season, but I think Potter's just a little bit different. 13th, I've got Brentford. Um, I rate Thomas Frank. I think, you know, he, he had a great season. I think they finished 13th last time as well. Um, and they've signed Lewis Potter from Hull, who I think is a decent player. Aaron Hickey was sought after. I think Arsenal were linked with him as well at one point. Uh, and Ben Mee certainly improves their defence. So, um, smart business, I think, with a good manager and their second season in the Prem. But we do all know the second season can often be tougher. So, we'll see what Brentford do. And then I've got Leicester City in 12th. Incomings, absolutely nobody. They've, they've not done anything. And Schmeichel's gone. And if they are going to play Danny Ward in goal, then I don't know, because... That is just to be fair. I don't know what his standard is at this day and age. I know he played in a lot of preseason games for us back in the day, but you certainly know Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel was a top goalkeeper, and Peter Schmeichel, Casper Schmeichel. <laughs> so I'm talking about his dad. Casper Schmeichel is certainly a top goalkeeper, probably like one of the best Leicester could have. Um, it, have to let him go, him? they're not going. It seems like they're not going to replace him. No. Um, so we don't know. It could be mind games. I remember when Klopp did that, didn't he? And said Danny Ward's going to be our number one. And then three days later, we signed Allison. So um, I think they'll struggle massively. I don't rate Brennan Rogers, And also, Wesley Fofana is linked with a move away as well to... Oh, if he Chelsea. goes, they'll, they'll If really he goes, struggle. it's gone. But he was injured as well a bit. But when he plays, he is unreal. Like Before we signed Canati, I remember uh, doing a thread on my own Twitter account saying that I wanted him at Liverpool. Um but I'm I'm happy with Canati now. But yeah, I don't rate Rogers. I think he's a bit of a fraud, to be honest. And um, they could even finish lower than that, especially if Madison goes. But as of now, I think they'll finish 12th. Um, right then. Let's, yeah, let's keep doing it in threes because once we do these next three, we'll get on to the European teams. So yeah, Noah, who you got next, bro? So, in 11th. 11th, yeah. So I've gone for Wolves. Um, I just think... They had a pretty good season last season. I can't remember where they finished. Um, they did well. Um, very good defensive. I really like um, their man the manager. Very good side defensively. But I I think the overall standards of the league is, is going to get higher last season. I don't think they've got higher with it. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to drop off a few places. Um, I'm finishing 11th. The only real noticeable business they've done is is getting Nathan Collins from Burnley as a centre back. I already think they've got. I don't even know if he'll start. I think Willy Bolly, Cody, um, and whoever they've got. So I don't really see that them having a great season. But yeah, I don't think eleventh would be a terrible finish for them. Um, so yeah, eleventh, and then now in tenth. Um, this actually surprisingly could be higher than some people might expect, but I have gone for Leicester in 10th. 
Um, I just maybe it is reputation. Maybe it is Leicester City Football Club, the club that won the league a few years ago, well, five years ago. Or so now longer than that. Um, they've won an FA Cup recently. Maybe it's just that reputation of Leicester. Yep. Um, but I just think they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna have hard moments. But they're still good luck results. I think they'll finish yeah, mid table. Schmeichel's a big loss. I don't think anyone really expected that um, that to happen. I think Madison will stay if they could hold on to all their other key players. I think they'll be fine. And you know what? I just think stick Jamie Vardy up there. I still think he'll get goals. I know he's old. But I just think he'll he'll, he'll still get goals. Um, Indeed, just to interrupt there, they finish eighth. So I don't believe. I think it's Europa fifth and sixth, and then conference yeah, seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're not. Yeah. In so which could be a blessing. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It is, yeah. And then um, in ninth place, so just missing out on Europe, basically. Or are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah finish with ninth, yeah. Ninth, um, I've gone for Newcastle. I, you know, I expected Newcastle to do more business. Mm. I mean, look, they've done fine business. Um, Sven Botman, for example, we were linked with him at one point, <laughs> bringing him in. Um, good centre back, Nick Pope, the goalkeeper, and then obviously they did a lot of their business halfway through last season in getting Target and Dan Burn and uh, Bruno Guimaraes, and so I think they got a pretty decent squad at the minute I, I think if they can keep Callum Wilson fit I think ninth would be a good achievable kind of target for them so um, yeah see them finishing ninth cool Jamie yeah so 11th to ninth. yep yeah right uh, in 11th I have Crystal Palace now I've tipped them just over Leicester. I think they're really exciting. I think they've got a great, great brand of football with with, with Vieira. He's a really exciting manager. Proved himself last season to to know what he's on about. Um, and I think two key players, Michael Elise and Abrizieze, are really mm. exciting. And like I said with Vardy, where he's getting older, he's getting older in a too old manner. But these two, they're maturing, getting older. So I, I think they could burst onto the scene. And I think this could be the last. The, the last season they're they're in a palace shirt until one of them gets brought uh, took up by a bigger team. No offense to Crystal mm. Palace, but I think they they're, they're really exciting this season. So I'm going Crystal Palace in eleventh, in tenth I'm going Wolves. Like Noah said with Leicester, maybe that's just a bit of reputation because their business hasn't been fantastic. They've lost Trincao, who's a great player, but they've brought Adama Traore back, so that kind of cancels mm. cancels each other out. They need to sort Adama Traore's issue with scoring goals because he's a professional footballer. Yeah, he's on loan, isn't he? So he's, oh, he's staying. Okay. But like like Noah said, Bruno Large is fantastic. You can see how well organised they are. We, we we struggle against against Wolves, mm. but with the Molyneux, how organised they were. We're only winning one 0 due to Lord Divock. But um, <laughs> and in last game, they caused us trouble. So. Tenth, but maybe on a bit on reputation. And ninth, exactly the same as Noah Newcastle, exactly same points as well. I don't even think I have to add anything on their business has been quite disappointing considering the money that they've got. But Eddie Howe's a loyal manager, and that them that them set of players give him a lot when Eddie Howe came in. 
So I yep. think he needs another season to see the Deadwood and who's going to make it to that next step. And next step is, a, I think, a top-half finish for them this season and then next season maybe push Europa. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ninth for Newcastle, same with Noah. That, yeah, this is interesting because I think, again, we, we might have the same or very similar teams, but maybe in a different order. Um, my 11th is Wolves. Like Noah said, I think he put it pretty well. Bruno Large came in last season and the improvement was there from um, before. And, you know, he got them actually attacking really well and, you know, just, yeah, much better, more solid team. Uh, but the thing is, they haven't really strengthened. I know they've got Huang on a, a permanent contract now, but they're just on loan. So I think that's quite big. Um, but yeah, if they can keep Neto fixed, I know he had a big injury and he came back for the last three months or so. But I really, really rate Pedro Neto. And I think that, you know, he could be key to them having a good season. So almost like a new signing in a sense, because he only did play three months last season. Mm. 10th, I got Newcastle. Did you have them 10th as well, Jamie? No, 9th. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So similar points, uh, decent signings. I, I thought they were going to go and get that marquee forward, and they could, they could still do it. I mean, if Madison goes, he'll probably be it. But um, yeah, I was expecting like a, a big name. You know, at the start of the window, we we were seeing that Musa Diaby from by Leverkusen mm. was linked with them, and all these kind of really high-rated wingers, and they haven't got one yet. And with the whole takeover, everyone was going to say, oh, look out for Newcastle. And I know it's going to be a process. It's going to take a few years, but I don't know. If I was a Newcastle fan, if they were the three signings, Botman, Target and Pope, I'd be a bit disappointed, to be honest. Um, but look, when Eddie Howe went in last season, I don't think they'd even got a point or a win or something stupid. And you could see the improvement straight away. And I, I, to be honest, I don't think it's spoken about enough. Because people can say, oh, yeah, but he brought in this guy, he brought in that guy. Um, you know, they, they backed him straight away and all that. They did do that. But you can't buy Joe Linton turning into a, a really good centre mid. Like, that's coach, you know what I mean? So it's clear that, he, you know, he's got a good philosophy there and the players are on board with him already. So, yeah, I think I think Newcastle will, will have a decent season next season. And did we do ninth? Just then? Yeah. 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 Okay. So Crystal Palace is who I've got in ninth. A bit higher, I think, than the other guys. But pretty much like Jamie said, that front three of Eze, Zaha, Elise, and, you know, they've also got Edward and other players in there mm -hmm. who I think will kick on this season from last time. Um, plus... the so midfield uh, for it, me. Yeah. The midfield I just is think a bit losing weird. Gallagher and, and having that... That lad, I mean, they're going to have to end up starting like Will Hughes, which is not really yeah. one in the Premier League. They've brought that guy in from Lenzo, haven't they? That the core, yeah, yeah, unproven though, unproven, I guess. It, yeah, you're right, but I don't know, man. I, I just feel like hmm, they might still make signings. To be fair, we don't know, but yeah, yeah, with, with Vieira coming in straight away and finishing them twelfth, um. I think as well from preseason, for what I've seen, Zaha has been on it this time. And if they can get him at his best with Elise and Eze, I think they'll be fine. They'll be there or thereabouts, I think, for mid-table. So, yeah. Um, let's get on to the next three then. Or we can do... Yeah, i tell you what. We'll change it up this time and we'll go with the next four because that's going to take us up to the top four. So... Okay. We'll do the team first of all. Who's going to miss out on Europe just narrowly? Then the team that's going to get Conference League and the two teams that are going to get Europa League. So Noah, take it away. So 
I've gone, and the team that's just narrowly going to miss out on European football is West Ham. I think they're going to finish in eighth. I just think if they signed Lingard, that would have been such a good statement signing They just, that they just didn't get done. It, I just thought it would make sense on all grounds. But I think their time, kind of with their good Europa League run last season, all that, I think that their time was last season. I think they're going to regress mm. slightly. I just, I could be wrong. Uh, they've still got a very solid feel. I like that Suchek and, and De- Declan Rice obviously staying. Um, I just think eighth will be their kind of limit. Um, yeah. I just feel like they needed that kind of, that something, that kind of special, which was Lingard. But, you know, Do you not think Skamak is that big one? Um, that seems massive. The event is for after. I know I 30 million. Yeah, yeah, it's a big sign in. Young, I, I'm not that impressed by him. I'll be honest. Last season, he's, he had a good goal record. He scored 16 goals in 38 games in whatever league it is in the um, Italian league. Is it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, 16 goals in 38 games. I get that Sasulu are not like a, a great side, but I just, I've watched some highlights. I, I'm not, I'll be very surprised if he scores more than 10 goals next season. I think, I don't think he'll start every game. I think he'll share the load with Antonio maybe. So yeah. Um, and they, they did get that Alex Crow as well um, from Spartak Moscow. And obviously Ari, Ariola now is on the permanent deal, but I think eighth, Eighth wouldn't be a bad season for them. Um, into seventh, um, I've gone for Aston Villa. So, Stevie G finished, I think, mid table or maybe a bit below mid table last season. Um, yep. I mean, Gerald started well, he, he had a bit of a bumpy time. It, it was, he did all right last season, he did decently. But I think to be fair, made... when when he went in, they're on the back of five losses in a row. So to even get yeah. them where they were, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously they've gone out. Um, and I think this transfer has really gone under the radar. They signed Diego Carlos from from Seville. Mm. I mean, he's been one of the best centre backs in Spain, or at least a very decent centre back in Spain. Uh, for forty four for thirty five million, I mean that's a big signing. Yeah, um, and not only have they and not only have they done that, they signed Bubakar Kamara as well. Uh, from Marseille, they've got for Coutinho on a permanent deal. They've signed some left back. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just think I know they've lost um Chikawese or whatever his name is. Um, he didn't really play any duty to be fair. What? But yeah, I just think they've not really let anyone go apart from him. I just, I, I really see them having a good season and getting Europa League football. I mean, they might not, don't get me wrong, but Gerald's still a very inexperienced manager. But there's a lot of pressure on him because he's got he's got a bloody good squad now. I mean, that's they're a good squad. Money, yeah. They've really backed him. I mean, Diego Carlos, I, I still can't get over that. That's a, it's a really strong signing. Um, and then... Uh, lastly, in sixth place, so to also get. Uh, oh, sorry, I just realised yeah, two more. So Villa yeah, would get Conference more. League, yeah, yeah Conference yeah, yeah. League, which I think would still be a good season. And now the in sixth place to get Europa League football, I've got Manchester United. Um, I think the club's still a mess. 
Martinez. Bro, the players could... are leaving games before the finish. Yeah, yeah. Martinez <laughs> could be a good could be a good signing. Bit short. I don't know if how yeah, the My nephew's taller than him. I know. I just think you have got to be. I know people go back and say, "Oh, look, who's the only defender to win the Ballon d'Or? Oh, uh, this or that." It's a different game now, a different league. I mean, he's going to be in the box marking Virgil Van Dijk and Ibu Kanate. How is that? But that's not gonna. He's not gonna have. I just and then you also got the dilemma is is Harry Maguire's the captain. So are you going to drop Maguire? Probably not. Are you going to drop Varane? Who's won all these Champions Leagues. I don't think he's particularly that good, but he's got the pedigree. Probably not. So, I don't really see that signing being a threat. Frankie De Jong is not happening, I, I believe. Yeah, I think if anyone's like going to sign, it'll be Chelsea. Um, who else have they signed? That, did they uh, even sign that, Anthony, it, lad? To be fair, no. it looks like... They got that fullback, didn't they, Yeah, they're, they're trying to get Sesko. Ronaldo Ericsson. is all being well. I, I, Ericsson's well, good signing actually. But then again, if you play Ericsson, you're not going to play two attacking midfielders. You'd have to drop Bruno. Mm. So mm-hmm. these aren't team changing signings. No, they improve the depth a bit, but you're going to have a lot of unhappy players. Yeah. Ericsson isn't going to be happy if Bruno's playing. Bruno's not going to be happy if Ericsson's playing. Martial's not going to be happy if Ronaldo's playing. Ronaldo's not going to be happy if Martial's playing. Martinez isn't going to be happy if, if Maguire's playing. Maguire's not going to be happy if Martinez is. It's just, they're set up. They're not set up. They're set up to fail. This could backfire hugely, but based on what's going to happen to them this season, I think they pr- they'll probably end up being all right with sixth because they wouldn't have regressed at all. Because I think they've got a lot going against them. They signed De Jong, I'd probably think differently, but it will be McTominay and Fred. They've got rid of Pogba. Um, I just, I just don't see a world. Look, Ten Hag's a good manager, but he's got a hell of a job, and I think Ronaldo being there from a Liverpool fan's point of view is a good thing. I think yep. we want him to stay. He's yep. causing issues. The dressing room is going to be real. The, the players in the dressing room aren't going to want him to stay. So when he comes in, it's gonna, the, the, you know, I just, just feel like United are just. Just not going to do anything. Um, I mean, look, they do have they do have quality in 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 some areas, um, but yeah, I don't see anything for them. And then in fifth place, um, bit of a controversial one so to get that second Europa League spot. Actually, sorry, are we doing? Uh, shall I do fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do fifth, yeah, and then we'll do yeah. Um, a bit. I'm going to go for Spurs. Ooh, now, wow, people have been talking about Spurs having this great window. It's great transfer window. Look, we bought in so many players. This, that. We're going to finish third. We're going to challenge Liverpool for second. Basuma, of all those signings, the only one I've, that I think will be a success is Basuma. That's interesting. I Not think Perisic? Perisic is... is he's, he's, he's not going to get enough game time to establish himself when he's 33. I mean, look, 33 is not... Like, you can still play at a good level at 33, but I just feel like he's going to be... Even if he, if he plays left wing back or whatever, I just can I, don't... Can I just interrupt you here with some breaking yeah. news from Brighton? Just whilst we're talking about Tottenham. Yeah. This is mad. 
Club statement, Mark Cucurella, contrary to inaccurate reports from numerous media outlets this evening, no agreement has been reached with any other club to sell Mark Cucurella. So, we, I know you, you haven't mentioned Chelsea yet. Wow. But yeah, what, I just, Brighton made that statement. Yeah, Brighton have just tweeted it now. That's mad because wow. um, Dave Ockop tweeted that it's done, didn't he? Yeah, Not Dave Ockop, li- what's his name? Um, Maddock. Is it Maddock? Yeah. Oh. Chelsea can't. No, David Ornstein. I've just seen this is crazy. Like a, a comp. A welcome to Chelsea. Tuchel does not have that juice. No, that's mad because the similar thing happened in F1 yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it. But F1 team said that, oh, this, this race is going to be driving for us. And then the team actually said, no, the reports aren't true. And now it's happened with Brighton. I mean, yeah, crazy. I just thought it was interesting to bring that on the stream because it's literally just come out now. So, yeah, yeah Cucurella. Hmm. So back to Spurs. So I think yeah. I don't. I, we've already mentioned. I don't think Richardson will be a good start. I, I mean, we know, or have we mentioned? Maybe we haven't. But I just don't. Think <laughs> no, Richardson we haven't. But anything. yeah, I mean, squad wise, they're going to be doing that Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday schedule, aren't they? So exactly, it will be. His useful, ego's think, too big. Point. And you know what? You know when Conte won the league with Chelsea, you know why he won the league. One of the big reasons why. I mean, firstly, the quality of the rest of the league was not great that season, but also. Because they had no European football. And Conte could operate. He had a week between games where he could operate his intense training plans because there was no games in between. He had a whole week of training. He's not going to have that with Spurs. They're going to be playing Champions League football. So yeah. I think that Spurs will start strong. Everyone will say, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to compete. That then the minute European football hits, I think they'll drop off. Spence is a good signing, but young, slightly unproven. Clement Longley is 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 not been playing good football since about 2020. I'd say, <laughs> I just I, I don't particularly rate him as a centre back. Um, Fraser Foster, good backup keeper, nothing more. Um, look, they've got a good, they've got he's assembled a good team. They'll play the Conte way, but they're going to really struggle to get points off the of the relegation fodder. Those kind of teams, the, the way they play with their with their back five. They're going to really struggle to break teams down unless Conte changes the football. I think they'll be brilliant against the teams, the attacking teams. They'll smash teams like Leeds, who are crap, but yet still play attacking football about 6 7 nil. But they won't, they'll drop a lot of points to, to a lot of poor teams, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to miss out on Champions League football. Just, I think it'll be close, but I think they will. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, no fears. And Jamie, what are yours, mate? And then we'll get on to the big top four. Yeah, interesting. It was it eighth to fifth. Yeah, right? eighth, eighth to fifth. To fifth yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in eighth, missing out. I, I've got I've got these two teams just the opposite way round to Noah. I'm going Aston Villa just miss out on Europa Conference League, and West Ham going in Europa Conference League. I think. When you talk about that 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 big name signing for West Ham, I, I do think Skamak is that. Now I can't say I've ever watched him play, but he mm-hmm. seems to have a bit of a pedigree about him. He had interest from PSG and Juventus, as reported. So you know, any interest from them means you've got something about you. And I think West Ham missed that player who can put the ball in the back of the net. Antonio scores goals, but he's definitely not that. He's not clinical. He, he's he's a right back back in the day, wasn't he? So he, he's never been a natural striker. So I think a big goal scorer, target man, 
you've got, I think, I think it was Arsene Wenger who said it, transfer windows are important for, for signing players, but it's the players you keep as well that are just as important. And they've kept Jared Bowen, huge vocal point of the team. They've kept Declan Rice, huge vocal point of the team. So, so that's two fan, fantastic pieces of business to keep them with, with, with all the interest and the amazing seasons they had last season. So I think West Ham will just pip Aston Villa. Dow's had a good point in the chat before that Villa are quite can, quite inconsistent. Uh, Gerard has to take that out of Aston Villa, whether he can in half a season of, of being in charge. I don't know, but I think West Ham will, will, will just top that out of them and Villa. Then moving on to sixth, completely agree with Noah. I'm going to go Man United. Um, hopefully they're lower, um, but I think sixth is a, fa- is a fair point. They've got so many things wrong. I don't actually think there's anything to add on on what Noah said. The club is in a mess. It'll be interesting, of course, what Ten Hag can do, but I, I think that's a miracle if if they finish above any of them five because the other five higher have made incredible business. United business has been very short compared to what they need to. And although Noah completely, they're, they're improving the depth, but they've cut, they cut out a lot of players. What? How many have they brought in? Three? I think they cut out like nine. So mm-hmm. they're improving quality, but decreasing quantity. And I think if they get a couple injuries, they could be hurt big time. Um, so I think United nailed on for sixth. Now the fifth one is a huge, huge tough one, just because the transfer window is not open, not not finished yet. And I think what it's been, for me, uh, good points from Noah, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Tottenham out of this debate for fifth place. I'm gonna either go Arsenal or Chelsea, and I think. At this moment, because there's 28 days of the transfer window left, it's very difficult to say because both teams are quite active. I've heard Arsenal are after one or two more signings, which is huge because they've already done fantastic business. Chelsea are struggling to do business and want a lot. Frankie De Jong's being linked. Obviously, Cucurella, we thought, was going. Maybe he's still going, but it's not happened yet. So it's kind of the unknown with these two teams. As of now, because Arsenal have done it, I think I'm going to pip Arsenal to, to sneak in there, so I'm going to put Chelsea fifth. But Chelsea get a couple more signings. I'll have to back the manager and say Arteta might not cut it. But right now, just because Arsenal have done the signings, I'm going to put Chelsea lower. But that could change by by August the thirty first hundred percent. Well, if you guys have seen me sat there shaking my head, it's not because I'm disagreeing with what Jamie said. In fact, it's complete opposite because again, our eighth, seventh, sixth, and fifth the same order i don't know what's happened i don't know if jamie's secretly got something on my laptop but this is crazy yeah so my eighth aston villa stevie g um i think they could even finish higher depending on if west ham drop off or whatever but look he's got to get it right this season now because like noah put earlier he's been backed um diego carlos felipe coutinho and kamara i think kamara from marseille especially was a huge signing. I know a lot of clubs are looking at him. Um, and the big thing I've also, been... not to mention, sorry to interrupt you, mate. Sorry. Um, there's the Leon Bailey has been looking really good. He had an yeah. awful season last season. In pre-season, he scored. He scored a few goals, and uh, uh, from all the Villa fans I know, they've all been raving about how good he's looking and how mm. fit he's looking. He could be massive to them. I remember when they signed him, I thought he was going to hit the ground running, and it just never happened yeah, last same. season. But he could be massive. Yeah, and look, that signing of Coutinho for me was is huge as well. I know he came in and, again, he started off really well. His form may have dipped a little bit 
like towards the end of the season. But there's no doubt in Coutinho's ability. I mean, us three know it more than anyone. There's always a player in there. You just need that manager to get the best out of him, man manage him again. And the fans love him, basically, because, you know, he's been at Barcelona, he's been at Bayern Munich since Liverpool, and it's not worked out for him. So, but we know how the Villa fans are. You know, they're incredible. One of the best fan bases in, in the league, I'd probably say. And Villa Park's uh, not a nice place to go. So, yeah. Um, also, they've stripped Tyrone Mings of captaincy. Now, I don't know exactly mm, what that's going to do for them that. in terms of playing games. But, I mean, everybody knows how poor Tyrone Mings is. And he was only captain last season because I don't think Gerard wanted to change too many things. Um, but John McGinn is yeah. their captain now. So... I think John Tons, that's Carlos. brilliant. That's brilliant management yeah. from Gerard, you know, because they yeah. just signed that Diego Carlos from Seville. And I presume that the plan would be to start that Carlos with um, Esri Conte. Phase Mings out for a bit, yeah. Phase Mings yeah, out because I've, 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 it, it's brilliant management. When I saw that, I was like, that, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. I, that's literally, yeah, what, what, what I tweeted. Yeah, so look, he's doing things his own way and there's going to be pressure on him. And obviously because it's Gerard, people are going to pay close attention because for some reason, not many people like Gerard other than Liverpool fans. But um, yeah, we'll see how he gets on. I hope he does well. Obviously not against us, but we'll see what he does. Um, seventh place, I obviously, you know, spoiler alert, went with West Ham. Sigamaka, Egward, 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 I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ariola Downs, not necessarily the... The best of windows from West Ham, but I think now they're another season more experienced. Moyes is just doing something crazy with them. The only thing is they've got Europe and Premier League games, so yeah. um, that could take a toll on them. It depends what they kind of prioritise. Are they going to push for a Europa League spot or are they going to try and go on a, a European run? So we'll see what happens there, but West Ham, I, I think, will be there or thereabouts for 6th, 7th, 8th. And then sixth is Man United for the same reason these guys have said. Um, you know, they, the fans are now saying the same stuff they told us about Ranić, how it's a new era. This guy's got this philosophy. This guy does this. I don't care because your midfield's still crap. Your defence is still crap. Um, <laughs> and I've got fans telling me that Rashford, Marshall and Sancho is going to be their front three. Wow, I'm, I'm so scared. Like, if that's going to be their front three, they ain't getting top four. I'm telling you that now. Uh, Martial has probably scored about two Premier League goals in two years. Um, Rashford was terrible last season. Sancho actually, you know, no matter the banter and that we have about him, I actually do think he's a great player and I, I do think he'll improve next season. But um, I'm not bothered about anyone anyone else they have, to be honest. Uh, the, the fans tell us the same stuff every year and nothing ever happens. So, yeah, I've got them in sixth and fifth. Just missing out, I've got Chelsea, of course. Obviously, Sterling, Koulibaly are incredible signings. Um, to be honest, I think the Koulibaly one's more impressive to me um, because, obviously, we, we know they're going to be in about five next season and Koulibaly with actual protection because we all know what Mo Salah does to this guy when he doesn't have that protection. And I am looking forward to seeing if that battle carries on this season. Every time Mo Salah plays against this guy, he always ends up on the floor. Um, so I didn't really rate this squad last season, to be honest. And I don't rate Tuchel that highly as a manager. Uh, but Sterling is obviously a good signing as well. It's just whether Tuchel was going to get the best out of him with his horrible, horrible system. Um, they're obviously looking at Frankie de Jong as well. So if they get him, it's going to make it very tight between them and Arsenal for fourth and fifth. Right now, I think Jamie put it perfectly. We, we can't really call it, but we've got to make a prediction for this video. And with the way Arsenal have been in, in pre-season especially, I know, we can't really look into too much of that, but 
it just looks like Arsenal are building something and, you know, their fans are believing, the managers believing, they've got some really good players for their side and it looks like they're on the up and when you're seeing these players reject Chelsea every day, it's like, what's going on there? Are they on a downward spiral kind of thing? So, it's interesting. We'll see what happens but that's my, uh, they're my play, they're my teams that are just going to get Europa football or whatever. So, what we'll do now is we'll just do fourth and third and then we'll, we'll we'll touch on the the Premier League winners in the end because it'll be interesting to see if we've all got the same Premier League winner being a Liverpool channel. That's why I did want Elliot to come on here to see what else he if he was going to twist it or not. But hey, you never know. One of you guys might have someone else. But Top yeah, one. Noah, who do you have okay. in fourth, fourth and third, mate? So this is gonna again. I think a lot of my choices are a bit controversial, but I've gone Chelsea in fourth. Um, it's definitely not really controversial wow. to be honest. Also no, 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 it's yeah, exactly. That's I think that's more yeah. why it's controversial. So I'll get on to oh, that. I see. But I yeah, think yeah, Chelsea yeah. will finish in fourth, which I think will be a good. I mean, they've looked awful in pre season, even Tuchel said they're not ready. But I just think whenever I think about Kula Bali and Thiago Silva together in the back line, I just think they're not going to concede many goals. The experience of those two. Uh, I mean, they've been two of the best centre-backs over the last 10 years. Um, mm. To have both of them in in the same team, I know they're a bit both a bit older, particularly Thiago Silva, but I think they'll be too, they'll be too good defensively to not get top four. And then you've got, you've got the likes of Sterling, Conor Gallagher. I think they'll start slow. They might lose a couple of games, but they'll, they'll start to rack up the points quite soon. Um but yeah, it all depends on fitness. I mean, we saw when Reese James uh, and Chilwell mainly got injured last season, they kind of crippled. Yeah. Um, so a lot depends on keeping Chilwell fit. And then also the Cucurella talk. We don't know. We'll see what happens with that. They could get him in as well. But I think we're just going to want to want to keep him fit. They're just going to want to keep him fit. Um, and they, they, they will probably get top four. Um and yeah, you know what? I'm, and also, I'm gonna say I actually do disagree with you, Ben, on on that point about Chelsea style football. Too cool. I actually really like too cool. I think I think he plays good football, but I think it's frustrating to be on the other end because of the way they do it. But but I do I do respect him and like him, um, and I think he'll he'll get top four. And I think it'd actually be a shock if they don't get top four. I think people have really underestimated Chelsea, and I think they'll make one or two more signings as well. Um, and yeah, maybe perhaps my most controversial decision now, Arsenal in third. So I just think Arsenal were one point or fourth last season. They've had all that experience and the signings they've made, the additions they've made and what, what Arteta is building. I mean, I, I think Gabriel Jesus is going to be the standout signing. I think it's a no-brainer. I think I honestly think Pep's been holding him back in that in that City team. And I think he'll really benefit from being that main striker who's going to play every game. And I just I just see him scoring goals. I just think he's a great goal. And he's got the experience of winning league titles. Um, and then also Fabio Vieira, who, or Vieira, whatever you I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, yeah, Vieira, he's yeah. had a brilliant, brilliant season in Portugal. Um, look, he might be crap, but he's got all the potential. Zinchenko's a great signing, can play midfield and left back. They've brought back Saliba, 
Um, who I think, by the a way, new Virgil van Dijk apparently, according to Arsenal. Oh, fans. That, I mean that's over the top. But I think he's a good centre back. I think he's a he's a he's a very good centre. Oh, maybe not very good. I think he's a, a a good centre back would be a fair thing to say. I think he's yeah. he's shown that, and they've improved their depth, which they lacked last season. And they Arteta even said they still want to make more signings. Um, so whether that's one or two more. Um, yeah, I just have a feeling they've got something. They got rid of Aubameyang, got rid of Lacazette. I mean, the only thing that when we saw this last season, that it's a downside of that side. Or well, there's, there's there's a few things, but the main thing is the experience. They they're a very young side. Imagine he's not got a lot of experience, but I just think they're going to do something this season. And it might be because Chelsea and Spurs have have bad seasons. It it might be because of that, but I just. I just do see Arsenal coming third, having a really strong season. Um, and Gabriel Jesus, I've, I've put in my prediction. I love Salah. And this is going to shock you lot. I think he'll win the Golden Boot. Jesus. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus. I honestly do. I might, I might be overreacting. But I just think... The King Power's got to you, Noah. We'll see <laughs> what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um... Yeah. If you got anything else to add, or we we moving on to nah, team. that's all, that's cool. all. Cool. All right, put a bet on that, mate. You get good odds, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Jamie, fourth and third. Yeah, I've, I've accidentally already spoiled my fourth, um, <laughs> which which is Arsenal. I, I I just think they'll pick Chelsea right now. If Chelsea do a bit of business, then then I'll retract my statement. And third, it's quite obvious that the gap's not been. The gap between Liverpool and City and Tottenham was not Basuma, Spence and Perisic, Lenglet and Richarlison. Uh, look, their, their, their business has been good and I think they'll finish third because they've got a good system. They've got a, a dynamite front three of Kulisevsky, Kane, Son. They work really well. Ben Tancor proved a good signing as well. So I think, I think they've got all the fundamentals there, um, but I think there'll still be a, a, at least a 10-point gap between between the top two and Tottenham. So, yeah, short and sweet. Fourth Arsenal, third Tottenham. Me and Jamie are like great minds think alike, I think, because (laughs) it's the same as me. Um, I think although they did crumble at the end of last season, you could see what Arteta was building with Arsenal. Um, Adding to that team that they they already had with the likes of Jesus, Sinchenko, I think is a great signing, very utility, kind of can play anywhere. Um, Saliba is back and I, I don't know the hype to be honest to what extent of Saliba because I've not seen him enough but um, from what you know you read in that he's supposedly one of the best young centre-backs around so we'll see what happens with that um, but yeah Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Vieira, Odegaard it just sounds really good for Arsenal the only thing I would say is I don't necessarily think the defence is amazing Um yeah, I, I think maybe they should have strengthened there in some way or another, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Um, third, I've gone with Tottenham. You know, I, I think their window has been decent on paper, at least. Um, I think they've addressed certain areas they need to address, and now they've actually got squad depth, for, like I said earlier, when they're playing Champions League and then they have a Premier League game, or if they want to go on a Carabao Cup run or FA Cup run or something, they've, they've got the numbers to do that now, and you know, Conte, he must have had assurances when he came in because there's no way Conte goes to Tottenham without being told, right, we're going to get you this guy, this guy, or this guy. And 
I think they've probably had one of the better windows, to be honest. I think Basuma could be seen as one of the best transfers for 25 mil. I can't, I can't even explain how much of a, a good value for for player that that deal is. Um, when you see the likes of Carney Chukwemeka, who's never played, well, he has played some games, but barely ever, and he's going for 20. Yeah, Spurs got Basuma for 25. I think that pretty much tells you everything you need to know. So, guys. We have done the losers that aren't going to be in the title race. Um, that's where we're at now. We are going to move on to the Premier League winners. Now, I want us all to say who we've got to win the league when I count down from five, yeah? At the same time. Five, four, three, two, one. Liverpool. Liverpool. There we go. No, uh, what? What's Wait, changed? What? Did you say Man City? Nah, no, no I, I said, said Liverpool. Liverpool oh, I right. Thought, okay. I thought he was back in City. Yeah, yeah, right. We could just ah. have an open discussion about this then. Um, no, you kick things off, then Jamie, you kick things off, and then I'll wrap up, and then we'll just it. all... Yeah, no, you what's going what to change is? your minds? You know what? It's, it's completely come to two things. The first one is City, and then this is all could depend on whether they sign someone else. I think they've lost three key players in Sterling, Jesus, and Zinchenko. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I know the comparison has been made a lot, but I think it will be decisive. Leading the lines, look, Nunes is going to start most games for us. Haaland will probably start basically every game for them. And I think that the impact of Haaland on City is going to take them time to adapt because that City team have never played with an out-and-out striker. Or, or at least since Aguero for, for a couple of years. That kind of team Pep's got going out. And Pep changes his teams a lot. And I just think that, that it's not going to work for a few months. It might work more towards the end of the season, but I think they'll start slow. I just think they're not used to... Because what City do is they play like six midfielders. They're midfield free and they're attack. They're all, mm. Most of them are midfield players. Having this striker in there, losing that midfield player in whether that's Foden who plays down the middle or whoever it was last season, um, De Bruyne playing down the middle, I just feel like, just got a feeling something's not going to work for them. And having Haaland, he might still score a lot of goals like we've seen with Ronaldo, but he's, it's going to affect their overall play. And I, and I just think that they're going to have to take time to adapt. And then um, yeah, so for that reason, I think it's going to be close again. But I just think Nunes will adapt to our system a lot quicker, quicker because we've played in the past, for example, last season or the season before with Jota down the middle. We're used to having that out-and-out finisher who we play balls into. I just think it, it will be an easier transition and it won't really affect our great style of play, which we've seen for the past few seasons. Whereas yeah. City's style of play will change next season, not for the good, and I think we'll edge them. Cool. That all sounds good to me, mate. Jamie, do you have anything else to add? Why do you think the title is going to come back to Liverpool? You know what? I think I think people are underestimating and overestimating the difference that I think Nunes and Haaland are going to make on the two teams. And that's not to say that that Nunes is a better player than Haaland because off record, we, we, we have to so far say that, that, that 
Haaland's more more experienced, more proven. But yep. I don't think there's a huge difference in the impact they'll make. I think Nunes is a massive change for us. And the goals that he could score, obviously, pre-season, people decided to, to, to judge him off of two games. But he scored four in 45 minutes and he bagged against a community shield and looked so dangerous. And we just looked so... He looked so natural on Saturday and used to us. And De Bruyne did not look used to Haaland. So that could take a bit of getting used to. Um, but it, I don't know if it's bias. I, I know midfield could be an issue. But I think the season, it, it, like many seasons, are, are determined on injuries. I think it can go either way. Uh, to be honest, I, th I think we're both very equal. Um, and I've said it before, I think people are also underestimating the loss of Jesus and Sterling. Not, yep. to, not to like Sterling or, or, or rate him, but he tapped in goals, didn't he? He, he was there. And if, if Haaland's going to fluff them tappings like Saturday... Maybe they'll take Sterling back. But yeah, I think Jesus is a great player as well. I've, I've always said he's um, quality uh, and I think Pep under, underrated him. So yeah, I don't know if it's bias. We'll soon find out. But I think if you've not got any hope, what's the point? There we go. Exactly, mate. And I'll just say why I think we'll win the league. So pretty much similar to what's just been said, Haaland going into City just means that they have to play a completely different way. Um, and with a big strike like him, you're missing something. You've got to give something to get that. And, you know, Pep hasn't really played with a, a big striker before. He's played with Aguero at City, of course, but this is just a completely different kind of guy. Um, and I, I, it's going to take a while to, to, to get this to work, in my opinion. And I think that's where we're going to get the advantage because we'll be ready to go from game week one. We'll be ready. You know, we might take a little bit of an adjustment to Nunes, but I don't necessarily think it's that much of a change from last season because we played with Jota up front a lot, we played with Mane up front a lot. So for me, I don't think it's going to be that much of a change as to what people people make out. I don't see the system changing too much. But with City, I see it changing a lot. Um, the other two players are brought in, the other big ones, Phillips and Alvarez. Phillips has never played at this level before. You know, if we're in a title race... Play either. Yeah, but it was as if, if we're in a title race and if he does play, has he got it in him to you know play at his best? Does he is he going to be able to handle the, the the pressure and you know those big game moments? We don't know. Same with Julian Alvarez, scored a goal the other day thanks to Adrian dropping the ball, but you know we we don't know too much about him yet. And for for him to replace Jesus and Sterling with those guys that are new to the league, new to the system, going up against this absolute monster that is our Liverpool. It's going to be tough for them. And it's going to be tough for us as well. We have to emphasise that. We're not saying we're going to run away with the league. If we win, the, I think the winner of this league will be five points max. I don't see it being much more than that. Um, but they've lost Premier League winners. They've lost, they've lost experience. They've only got two fullbacks in their squad now. And they're probably going to sign someone for 50 million before the window's done because that's, that's mm -hmm. how City like to address their problems by doing that, especially with defenders. But um, for now, they haven't. And... The, the other point I just want to finish on with City, I'm praying that this happens. I don't know if it will, but if Bernardo can go to PSG or Barcelona, then I've said it on Twitter. I think that's, that's wrapped up for us. That would be perfect. I don't think he will. I, I don't see City Ooh, no losing what? all of those guys in one window, but I would be so confident if they lost Bernardo Silva. I don't know about wrapped up. I just mate, he was the. I, I wouldn't say I difference, know, but, but he he's what we don't. Didn't... They're gonna play. They'll, Foden will drop back into the midfield, or I just think however they set up, they're set up to get 
90 plus points. I think I'd, look, yeah, I'd, look, their front three will be next season. If Bernardo Silva leaves, it'll be Haaland, Haaland, Mares, and, and Grealish. And then Foden, the midfield will be Foden, De Bruyne, and um, Rodri, which is still like one of the best midfield in the world. Does that attack? I mean, I don't look, it would, they, it would make me more confident, but I don't think it, we'd be, it, we, it would be wrapped up. Is that attack scary? Uh, you know? Uh, it does. I'd, I'd, I I I he's gonna have a big season as well. That's why I think he'll have a good season this season. I, I tell you what, I I said I, I said he would. I, I, I didn't I say before Saturday? No, I think yeah, he did. But then I watched What's... him and I just think he's shit. Yeah, lad, but yeah, City look, have I, only I, played I, one one preseason game. I know. Oh no, I yeah, look. I'm not judging it on preseason. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, uh, it can go either way. I think. Look, I hear your points, but for me, I, I just think Bernardo Silva, it, I know they've got Foden that can play centre mid, but he's not a centre mid. And if they, I think if they lost Bernardo Silva, that would be like us losing Thiago, in a sense. I think it would yeah, be I was, that I was going to say, Ben. Yeah, they're, they're, so. they're, they are the two. If City lose Bernardo Silva, and if we can keep Thiago fit, yeah. both of them, I think, massively playing our hand to win the league. Yeah, and then when it comes to us, the reason why I think we're going to win the league is because the only player, and I guess he is a big player, but the only player we've lost really that starts for us is Mane. And look, of course we're going to miss him. You know, he could play on the left, he could play up front, but we already replaced him in in January with Diaz. Now we've got a focal point up front, which is something we've not had. We've not had that big presence up front. And like Jamie said, on Saturday, we got to see it firsthand and just how good he can be against the Premier League champions. And that is nothing but confidence for me like seeing how he played in just half an hour that like i was already confident this guy would be a success anyway i think i've made that perfectly clear on about five streams on this uh on this channel with all these muppets on twitter that i don't want to get into it but they were saying all sorts of nonsense about him uh darwin nunez is going to prove them wrong i'm 100 percent sure um adding adding him to a team that has been there and done it both domestically and you you know in europe I just think we're going to be so strong next season. Of course, there's an argument, and I do believe we need a centre mid, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all. I still think there's enough there to at least compete for the title and push City all the way. And, of course, we don't want to push them all the way. We want to win it. But, look, we'll see what happens. Salah extending. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I saw a completely different Mo Salah on Saturday to what I'd seen the last three months or so of the season. I think he looked rejuvenated. I think he looked ready to go. He was absolutely destroying Cancelo every time he got the ball. Um, Link-up play, he was creating chances. He's, he scored the pen. I, I'm sorry, Noah, but your Jesus shot, I think, is not good because I think Mo Salah is definitely going to be... Well, Jesus... Yeah. Nah, I think Jesus will get 15-20, but... I don't see how Salah doesn't get 25, if I'm completely honest. That's just, but that's just my opinion. We'll see what happens. I just, I've just got this theory that Pep's been holding back Jesus, and he's, and he's got all the attributes. I think Sal, I think it'll be very close, but I've just got a feeling it'll, it'll, it'll score loads of goals. I mean, it comes in line with my predictions. I think if Arsenal are to finish third, they need that goal scorer who will score 20, 20 odd, 15, 20 odd goals. Yeah. And I think it will be Jesus. And I, I just think he might edge it, but I could be so wrong. Kane, Son, Salah. Noah, honestly, mm. if you believe that, you've got to put a bet on it. Because, like Ben yeah, said, the odds, great be, odds. the odds will be brilliant. Go for mm. it, man. Back yourself. I'll have a look. I'll have a look after the show. 
we don't encourage betting. Bet responsibly. But yeah, if you do think something... EGambleAware.com, everyone. Yeah, just to finish off, I'm going to quickly go through this. As the guys will be giving the predictions, I'll quickly put them in a PowerPoint in case you want oh, to pause nice. and have a little yeah, recap. So there's mine. I'm also, gonna, I'm also going to put these on Twitter as well. So if you want to see them again, follow me on Twitter. But they're mine. Um, Liverpool to win the league. That's the top four. Bournemouth, Fulham leads to go down. And that's just a bit. If you want to pause it, just have a quick look. There's Jamie's quite similar to mine. Similar, yeah. Um, yeah, very, very similar. Um, they're my predictions. Shigs, evening, bro. Uh, I'm just summarizing the predictions right now. If you want to have a little look, they were mine. If you if you missed it, um, let me know if you, you see anything you agree with or disagree with. There's Jamie's. And then last but not least, we have Noah's. Um, I think our top eight or nine, to be honest, were all quite there or thereabouts with, with our opinions. And let me just say one more time, we didn't disclose anything with each other. Like, this is the first time any of us heard our predictions um, live on air. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I guess great minds think alike, Jamie, um, <laughs> as they say. So those are our predictions, guys. Uh, thank you for watching or listening if you made it to this point. Shigs, uh, like we said at the start of the stream, couldn't make it tonight, but he will definitely be back uh, regularly going into next season with his energy, with his passion, um, with everything Shigs brings to the streams. You know, he's a great guy to have around. So thank you for tuning in late, bro. It means a lot to me. And um, yeah, we will see you after we have destroyed Fulham at uh, Craven Cottage on Saturday. So take care. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Up the Reds.